0: This is your host, Natalie Allport, former national team athlete and entrepreneur, and welcome to the All In Podcast, where I share stories, interviews, and advice with the goal of helping you go all in. Hey. hey what up? Not too much. How are you?
1: I'm good. Not too bad. How are you?
0: Oh, not too, too bad. Just enjoying. We had a nice sunny day up here in Canada, and uh, okay. now it started to rain, which is actually perfect timing since I'm inside. And it's supposed to be sunny in, like, another two hours. So, yeah. Uh,
1: bipolar weather, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, Oh, always. It's supposed to – actually, they said it might snow this weekend, which is crazy. No way. Yeah.
1: Dang. That would
0: yeah. be bad. So yeah. bad. Yeah. So, uh, you told me you're in Ohio, but uh, yeah. which I want to ask you about. But I know you're from San Diego. And I'm no, I'm from because... Ohio.
1: I'm from Ohio. You're from Ohio. Ohio. I live okay. in San Diego. Yeah.
0: But you usually live in San Diego. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I'm really jealous because I love San Diego. I've always wanted to go. So my main question to you before we get started is, what do you love about San Diego?
1: Um, The weather. Uh, The weather is amazing. You wake up every day and it's it's nice and sunny. Um, You start your day off very well. I mean, you got the sunshine, you got the beaches, and I don't know, the atmosphere is just great. It just puts you in a good mood. So the energy is always good.
0: Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And there's a lot of athletes actually that I've talked to that are from San Diego. Do you find uh-huh. that there's a lot of high level athletes there?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, plus, it's a good way to train too. So the weather's good. So it's, it's breeding material of athletes there. So. what you like about Canada?
0: Um, well, I'm a snowboarder, so the oh. snow is good. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I like I I like the Canadian culture everyone is super nice like everyone you know says on the internet and that's that's about it I think we have some good mountains and things like that but I mean I love California I haven't been to San Diego I've been to LA but I would love to go to San Diego it's
1: beautiful
0: oh yeah it's uh it looks unreal (laughs) it's so awesome Awesome. So thank you guys, everyone who's joining. This is Carlin. If you don't know him, I'm sure you do, but he's a, an Olympian for Team USA. He is a rugby player. He is the fastest rugby player in, in the world. He is an ex NFLer, a pro sprinter, and he has a lot of things going on in and out of sports. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: No, I'm, I'm super excited. And I have to tell you, like, I played every sport growing up. But rugby had so many rules <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it always confused me. So um, I got a lot of questions when I posted earlier in the week about specific rugby questions. And so I wrote them all down to ask you um, because I know people want to know. And yeah. so I'm just interested in learning more about rugby myself, actually.
1: Okay, so I'm good. I'm going to answer whatever you want to answer
0: there. <laughs> awesome. So you 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 play so many different sports. Like if you just read your Instagram bio and what I just said, you've clearly excelled at so many different things. I'm interested to, to learn more about like your childhood of sports, like what sports you played and how you actually came to be on the rugby team.
1: Well, I started playing football when I was like eight years old, so that's okay. when I, found out, you know, started playing football, and then uh, from there I just played football right throughout high school and then some college, and then did track as well. I started track probably about seventh grade and uh, did that. The track was always, I love track and field. So I'm always a big bomb mechanics guy and love sprinting, love learning how to get faster. And then probably about, you know, I did it in college and, 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 and both sports in and college. And then about come 2012, I was getting ready for Olympic trials and track and field. And I was, you know, two, two weeks out of um, the Olympic trials and I was studying film because I'm always studying film. Um, and then I clicked on rugby. I saw it on the internet, so I clicked on it, started watching it. And then all these kind of ideas and stuff kinda popped into my mind. And then, you know, I got on Google who to find who to find and I got on and found Najee Melville, who's the CEO at the time. I emailed him about he called me back at like five o'clock in the morning the next day. I was living in Austin, Texas at the time. And uh talked to him, chopped it up about four days later, packed all my stuff, moved to Aspen, Colorado was playing for a club there for about a month, got invited to a USA Development Tour in Canada, toured up there and then I got a contract the next day. So that's a little in a nutshell how it
0: happened. Wow, that's that's amazing. And then you just squeak in there uh, a contract with I think it was it the Detroit Lions?
1: Yeah, so I was yeah, with the Detroit Lions and I was end up, you know, I finished the season with them and then I was in Scotland at the time and I was supposed to go back and then I was just like, you know, is the NFL, do I stick with the NFL or just stick with rugby and me, I knew what God put me in and, you know, I knew my place and you know, I wanted to continue to inspire people and show them, you know, this is my pay. This is my way. I made a name for myself and this is where God led me. So I, I stuck with rugby and I wanted to go to the Olympics and then I ended up doing that. So, yeah, it's I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it
0: that's yeah that's that's awesome do you find like i've seen a lot of football players that have translated into other sports in a way that a lot of athletes can't like you really do have to specialize it seems how were you able to translate football and track and field into the different sports that you've now done
1: so for me it's 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 all about you know skill sets and i know what i had um and and your gift but also you know the footwork understanding, you know, the game, understand the vision, be able. To, it's like the the skill set kind of transferred over, like from football and track. So I, I always try to transfer whatever track had onto the football and whatever football had onto like, like rugby. So with track, with rugby, track can go into it. And then with football, with rugby, football can go into rugby. So to me, then it's about, okay, whatever it takes for rugby, owning that skill set as well. Um, but you know, if you got a brain you could think and then understanding, you know, pictures and then understanding how to utilize your gift, um, for your advantage and putting your gift onto the field, then you'll excel because a lot of people can, you know, be whatever but they can't transfer it over to the field and that's the main thing. Can you do that? Right. So, yeah. Um, I mean it takes I think it takes a um it takes, you know, uh, a unique individual i mean you gotta be really driven that's the main thing like a lot of people want to be doctors or this and that and you know that, that it looks good and you know the title's good but the process is really show you what you're about if you can really do it or not and some people just don't hang on too long or some people you know really do it and excel so it's the it's the process that really show you um and really shape you and mold you to to whatever you end up being
0: yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. And I think it's so true. People see like being a pro yeah. as um, super exciting and just like the best life. Yeah. But they don't realize that you have to wake up and do the same things over and over again every day. Right.
1: Yeah. And um, a lot of people, when you find out, you know, they're not really made for it because you know, anybody can have this, you know, I want to do this and do that. But but I mean, that's fine. There's nothing invested when you say that. There's nothing invested in words. But when it's time to get dirty, then you see if you're really made for it or not. So that's what separates, you know, average from good and good from great. So it's that mentality and understanding that, but, you know, really owning the process. I'm a process driven dude. I'm not a results type of guy. You know, results is going to be how they are regardless, but I live for the process. And for me, I knew that it was going to be difficult and I knew it was going to be challenging, but. I also know I'm gonna do everything I can on a day-to-day basis to be, you know, what I want to be. You'll never become what you're not being on a day-to-day basis. And that's what I live for. Very cool.
0: Okay, perfect. All right, we're back. <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah. Let's see here. All right, yeah, so you asked me before we went about, yeah, my story, but yeah, basically, I came up playing tons of different sports and then I went the opposite way where I specialized specifically into uh, snowboarding. I had to choose between hockey and snowboarding, pretty Canadian choices. Yeah, and, yeah. um, yeah, I chose snowboarding. And one of the cool things about the sport that I was in was, um, we were new to the Olympics in 2014. So I, unfortunately, I sat on my couch watching my best friends at the Olympics with a sling on and just chilling at home. But, uh, I did all the Olympic qualifiers and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, we were new in 2014. So 2020 was our second year. So you guys with Rugby 7 are pretty similar. Like you guys yeah. are are pretty new. Um, and someone actually asked me, so I thought I would I would ask you since we both have fairly new sports that are in the Olympics. Is um, what do you think about action sports now in the Olympics? Like I think now they're surfing and skateboarding and all those.
1: I mean I think it's I mean I think it's sweet, you know, um, because you know everybody got different skill sets and you know action sports are great sports and great things to watch. I don't, I don't know anything about the judging it or not what whatnot, but. I mean, that's I think true. you know for people in the audience to understand you know why they got this or that, I mean, as long as they understand that, then I think that's good you know action sports are you know everybody likes to watch action sports, or whether or not it's seen a lot or not, but everybody likes action who doesn't like action, so you <laughs> know to to have action sports more in it, um I think it's a wonderful thing,
0: yeah. And you're a Red Bull athlete, so I'm sure you've – I don't know if you've been around a lot of the action sport, like the snowboarders and the skiers and the skateboarders, but Red Bull is huge into action sports, so I'm sure there's some coming through San Diego.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. And um, They do some things that I'm like, no, ain't no way I can – or will do. (laughs) Adrenaline junkies. i was going to think I'm
0: not. But they can't run as fast as you, so, I mean – There's give-and-take there. Um, I I know we got some questions while uh, we were fixing things. A lot of people asked about some of your favorite speed drills or strength drills for your speed specifically. Is there, like, what is the secret to your speed?
1: I mean, it's a lot to that.
0: I got an (laughs) app coming
1: out in a couple weeks, about a week or two. So y'all going to have to get that. Make sure you get that. Um, But for me, it's um, a lot. It's trained neurologically. it's to understand, one, to get your body to do something and feel it. I mean, A lot of people don't, you know what I'm saying? You can, for me, I work on my speed endurance. I work on my pure speed. Um, sled pulls, I do a lot of sled pulls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then understanding mechanically, you know, where your body supposed to be in space and on the ground. And I'm able to get your limbs to exchange um, in air, be able to switch. Um, Also, to be able to learn how to produce force, understand how to attack the ground. A lot of people don't know how to attack the ground, but you got to learn how to attack from point A um, to point B, and a lot Mm -hmm. of people wait for the ground. They don't wait for it. You have to attack, Um, and then you have to actively tell yourself to strike down, get on and off the ground, and a lot of people wait or on the ground way too long. Then it's about just doing repetition of drills over and over and over and over and over again, but then you got to learn how to sprint. People don't sprint. Um, and then understanding, um, you know, your core. Your core got to be strong and be in a neutral position. And, and because if not, you lose, you know, your pelvic position, then you'll lose power into the ground. And Then it's about, you know, you got to do plyometrics. You know, understand plyometric, plyometrics, plyometrics. is about reactive strength. Um, sprint is about who can contract and relax the muscles as fast as they can, you know. And right. then it's about, you know, is your hip strong? You know, your hips got to be strong. Um, A lot of people don't, you know, they start, you know, they can get out, but then they don't maintain that, you know, and then they don't get their limbs in the right positions, or they're not strong enough to be able to keep exerting that force all the way through. I'm doing flying stuff, flying 30s, flying 60s, things like that help as well. I mean, I can go on about for hours about it. Um, It's a lot into it that you got to do, but you got to be aware, but the main thing is feel. You got to feel the right positions, feel even in, in your acceleration, people get flat-footed.
0: Don't right. have the proper
1: foot angle um, when it hits the hit the ground. Um, and learn how to propel themselves forward. Um, so, yeah, and I can go on and on while I was, but <laughs> People are gonna
0: I have get to get me, your app. Yeah, you to have to
1: get my app, but yeah, between, you know, a lot of people can be strong in the weight room, but can't exhort the force onto the field or onto the track. Um, and that's another thing as well. Um, but, I man, I'm big on, you know, the speed and speed endurance part, especially the speed endurance part, but, you know, sleds and, 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 you know, lifting, you know, power cleans, you know, squats or trap bar, deadlifts, all that stuff, that's going to help you for your initial maybe five meters, five to ten meters, but after that, you got to learn how to keep attacking, angles, attack, 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 and then using your upper body, using your arms, um, and learn how to be relaxed, but aggressive at the same time, so that's right. a lot to it
0: yeah I, i'm good at the first five meters i i'm really yeah i think i've been built like very powerful off off the yeah. blocks i've always loved sprinting but yeah that speed endurance is killer for me and if you ask me to run far and endurance no <laughs> count me yeah.
1: up see a lot of people when they do it then they shut off because your body ain't used to it so it's like you yeah. can't tell your body to do something that's not used to and then you got to learn how to train neurologically patterns and and, and telling someone to attack, so then it becomes second nature, but you got to do it, like I do dribbles all the time, I do, a, like I did a sprint workout today, well not kind of sprint, speed door. so I did like four, like 40s, and then I did four, it was four, about four 150s, but attacking um all the way through, so you get the first, get the first part of it, which is, you know, your, your pure speed, and then you go in the state where, okay, now, you know, you're know, you not 100%, but at the same time, you're doing the 150s. And then after that, I did my 150s, and so then I did my dribbles. And I did the dribbles because my maybe my 150s maybe at a 16 pace, but then I was able to learn, be able to attack underneath fatigue, attack, attack, attack. And I just did like four reps of that, but like 60 meters, and then low rest recovery my less than 30 seconds, and then I'll do it again. So then you get the strength part of it too, but then you get the the neurological part of training your body under fatigue to be able to produce force. I'm oh, telling wow, y'all, yeah. a lot. Yeah, that, yeah. y'all I'm telling y'all no. some of my
0: secrets. <laughs> well great, everyone write this all down because I know I'm going to be like the minute I can go back to the track and do kind of those stuff I'm going to be like okay, yeah. think cuz I feel like I don't think about it. I'm just like okay, it's a good workout. I sprint, but I yeah. do I I always want to learn the behind the scenes that goes into my training whether it's like yeah. like I compete in CrossFit now and so you know, you need to know how to run, but I've never got running coaching. So I know I'm a very inefficient runner. <laughs> so I'm sure yeah, it can yeah. be faster, but I never, it's hard to actually think about those things. And so it's its cool that you talked about the neurological piece of it, because you do have to, to really be aware and be thinking and feeling everything that happens, not just yeah. like shut off.
1: And that's what, what I try to do. You got to understand the feeling part. Um, because once you understand the feeling part, it's easy for you to correct things when it doesn't right, because you might not have people there to physically see you, so when you feel it, then you oh, no, this is off, so I always understand what the body's doing in motion, understand right. exactly what I'm doing, and, and even if I got film it, feel it, film it, then I can go back and say, okay, I need to, uh, this what this feels like, and then I go and correct it, so correct, so, yep.
0: That's, that's awesome, I think that's why people who uh, don't understand, like, the training of that high level, they wonder yeah. why, like, you just played all day doing your sport why are you so mentally tired but it's so mentally draining to think of those things all the time
1: oh yeah because you I mean I'm every rep is a person I move with a purpose everything means something so when you just go up and you're just doing whatever then you're not really being one efficient to really getting the most out of your workout you may only get so much but the, the growth the 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 margin of growth is a lot more so for me I'm trying to understand and feel every rep because it counts at the end of the day, so right. that's how and that's how you get better.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you can maximize those little like half percentages all the time. Yeah, Anyone yeah. else who's mind like not mindfully going through anything, you're just getting mm-hmm. better every single step than they are. Yeah. That's awesome. How how much do you train like in a day? Like how many hours? Someone asked uh, how much you train.
1: So I train about. Um maybe i'll try to i'll do about three to four sessions a day about hour 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 and a half to two hours um each session so that's how much i train um,
0: it's a full-time job
1: then, <laughs> yeah full-time job and then i do you know of course i got my mobility stuff and so the tedious stuff that you don't really want to do and i stay on top of that so i'm always i'm at it but it's it's draining now
0: <laughs> wow yeah i can imagine. All right, yeah. everyone is so curious about training, but I'm going to let them just – you You told so much, so everyone needs to go check out his app when it does launch and check out his page because he posts awesome exercises. Um, let's let's move on from training, and I would love to know, like, what are your feelings about the season? What's going on with the season, especially now that Tokyo 2020 has been moved a whole year?
1: Yeah. um, For me, kind of, you know, I'm all about – I was like, okay, I got, a, I got another year to work on some stuff. You know, it's all about perspective, how you look at things. Kind of sucked because, you know, for me personally, I was in a great shape. Uh, I was, you know, healthy, uh, feeling fast, and I, I was everything was clicking. Everything was where it's supposed to be. Then you get with that, and then it's just like, you get to a point. Where it's like the programming, the, the, the pro, want to program. Now you got to program all over again. But now you got to get things right because. Now, everything you you program is going to be exactly how it is. So now you got to go back to trial and error with some things. Make sure you don't do enough of this. Make sure you do enough of that. that. Um, And then, you know, injuries may happen. It may or may not. But, I mean, you can't really think about it. But it's just so much more of, you know, things that can happen that's not in your control that can happen now. Um, So it's just like you can't really think about that stuff. But at the same time. I'm just like, you know, I'm a process person. I care about the process. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I'm ready. Now I have more time to even get better at the things that I need to be better at, because I'm trying to do two sports at the Olympics. So now I was like, okay, I got a little more time. But, um, you know, it's a lot because, you know, one thing can mess up everything, you know. So it is what it is. At least we still got it. But thing is, I'm, I can't worry about the uncontrollables. I'm looking control what I can and then make the best out of it
0: and, right. just, yeah. and
1: then use the advantage of, of this time and what I have to my advantage. And that's the main thing you got to, and the thing is staying on top of it because it's easy just to drift away because so many things are happening, you know?
0: Yeah. So are are you trying to go, or are you going to the Olympics as well for track?
1: So the quali- qualification for that is next year. So okay. I think in, in, in June, so the trials, otherwise I'd have been trying to do that what what is it, June yet? Is it like, What uh what
0: yeah, so like in a month, like,
1: yeah. Yeah, in a month I'd have been at the Olympic trials, but now nah, I gotta wait. So Yeah. I'll get I'll get faster and get better and get stronger and do the things I need to do, but it's easier just to say it, but my, my thing I have gotta do, take advantage of, you know, my the time that I have. More time that I have, so that's why I'm adamant about, you know, working hard and taking advantage of the things that I have.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. And how do you actually lay out your day to get all those sessions in as well as just like everyday life and other stuff outside of sport?
1: Um, you know, it's all about managing. Um and a lot of people don't manage their life properly. You know, you can't spend your whole day, you know, at one thing. So I make sure I fit, you know, everything into, you know, what I need to do and you know, if I got to sacrifice something, then I, I can. Um, and I'm fine with making sure I'm fine with whatever I need to sacrifice. So if it's you know family or whatever it is and, you know, your workouts, then, you know, I, I plan it. I make sure I get up early in the morning and I just try to, you know, take advantage of my time. Okay, I'm going to knock these three out here and then I'm gonna do this and do that. And then I make sure I have time for that. And you may be busy all day, but you got to still communicate with people as well. So you got to, you know, in between if You're not always, and like some people use the excuse, I'm I'm busy. Yeah, you may get busy, but you're never too busy. You got to just find the time to do things and make things a priority and have um, intentionality. And that's the main thing. Have intentionality with everything that you do so that one thing isn't slipping. And, you know, you you so focus on this, but this is also drifting away as well. So my thing is you got to manage things and make sure you have intentionality in everything that you do. Because you do it in some things and some things you don't. So I try to prioritize everything as important and then try to manage it all.
0: Yeah, wow, I love that. On purpose with purpose, as yeah. the saying goes. Oh, wow, that's great. Someone also asked, how many hours do you sleep?
1: Well, I try. Well, I try to get eight, but sometimes I get seven. Sometimes I yeah. get six. Um, regardless, when I go to bed at twelve and I still get up early. Like. My body, I'm just an early riser, and I wake up one time, I wake up, don't matter, I wake up at the same time every day, but my goal always is to get eight.
0: Right, yeah, I feel the same, and I feel actually, I thought I'd get more sleep during this whole quarantine, but yeah, I I've, so I've been an earlier riser, and so then I stay up later, and then all of a sudden I'm up, and then I've, my hours are seven, or, Yeah. yeah. Try to at least get, like, if I'm under seven, I'm not going to have a good day. But if I can at least get seven, I'm like, okay, well, it's maybe not peaking, but I'm okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I,
0: I love that you said also before that you work on your mobility for the recovery. I think that's so important for athletes because a lot of them are like, go, go, go. And then, yeah. you know, they turn off or they switch to something else. What do you do for, like, active mobility?
1: Um, I do, you know, when I do a lot of soft tissue work, and then I'll go and, I, you know, i do my hip stuff maybe 90-90. Um, there's a whole bunch of hip mobility work. And then i work on my on my T-spine mobility, my shoulder mobility, and, you know, my feet. I really work on my feet a lot, uh, my ankles and, you know, the, the and, and strengthening my feet as well. And, you know, just work on just – I mean, it's a lot of different drills and a lot of different things that's out there as far as mobility. But I just try to cover the whole basis, and it doesn't have to be – Long you know it could be five minutes it could be ten minutes and I may, maybe do it a couple of times throughout the day and I always do it b- before my workouts so I do the mobility quite a bit and you know you're sitting a lot and and you be driving and, and so I'm always making sure my the activation part is it's always in there as well'm making sure my glutes are the main priority for, things are firing in the right in the right sequence and then you know I'll just stay on my my mobility.
0: Awesome. that's great. Everyone is like commenting so many training questions, but what I'll do is when this video is over, I'll save it in my, uh, in my stories for 24 hours so that anyone yeah. who missed the first part, you can go see his secrets. They'll be up there. Um, but otherwise, you've got to go check out his app that's coming out soon.
1: Yeah, my app coming out soon, so I'll have everything y'all need to know, learn, um, personal, personally, if you need to be better at something, then I'll have that for you as well. And as far as mobility, uh, bike stuff, as far as aerobic, where, you know, you're not always on a, you know, beating up your body, where you can do things on a bike um, to, to train the, the the right energy systems as well as you are if you're just running, but, you know, make you an all around better, you know, athlete. And um, one thing about me, I, I've done it, you know, I've, I've done it. And I, I know what it feels like to run fast. I know what the proper things to do. To make you faster, better, fitter, whatever it may be, mobility, whatever it is, I've done it all and um, I'm a student of the game. So I'll help you whoever I mean I can and I've got the right people in place to make sure that you guys are um,
0: well taken care of. Awesome. Yeah, that app sounds amazing. It all I was going to be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked to see it. Um, So I have some other, some other questions for you outside of specific mindset and rugby and stuff, but we might get back to that depending what people uh, say. But um, one thing I think that you've done really well is um, using social media and mastering the whole like business and branding side of things, like you being the fastest rugby player um, on earth is like an awesome thing to have associated with you, of course. And because you do so many things, you've amassed this great following and these sponsorships. Do you have any recommendations for athletes who are looking to get their first sponsorships and looking to, like, be bigger on social media?
1: Um, you know, know who, one, you got to know who you are, and, and then two, you got to know your gift, what separates you from everybody else. And I think once you be you, then I think everything else will fold. I think, you know, people try to force things, and it doesn't, you know, plan out how I need to be. I think... For me, how I did things was I said, you know what? I want to be the fastest rugby player in the world, and I knew that if I had that, I'ma run with it. So for me, I know my speed is a gift. Whatever it is, I know what separate. Then you gotta have a gift. You gotta have something and then separate you from everybody else, and you gotta be different from the rest. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, you know, if you just average, then I mean, how you gonna really market if somebody if you just average? You know or Like if you just got some, you gotta be that's my thing. You can't be like the rest. You gotta show why you are special. And when you do that and you own that, then you just you you trademark that and you show it. Like, okay, you may be strong. Strong than an ox. All right. Everything you do, you're gonna see that I'm strong. I'm gonna mark myself like this guy's I'ma make something of myself. And then the the thing is when you do it, it'll it'll be titled to you. You already have. It's already going to be named to you. You know what I mean? So you don't got to do much. After that, it'll become an easy work because you're going to do stuff that you want love doing. And then that shows that what makes you you. Like some people are really good at um, like yoga. You see them say, like, oh, you're great at this. And then they, okay, the name is already there. They already attached the name to it. Or you may be the best at whatever it is. And then it's attached to it. And then after that, you just show and you produce things that show you. What what makes you you, and then after that, you know it's it's just about you know the the companies that come, you know reaching out, you know showing why, why I'm a better fit than anybody else, why I'm more yeah. marketable than anybody else, and not giving no 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 I don't want to take no as an answer. Like this is why I'm special, and knowing regardless of what they say, staying true to who you are, knowing that you know what regardless of what you say or what you feel, I know I'm me. You know, yeah. what I mean, I know I'm special, and nothing can, you know, either somebody say yes, no, however how they feel, that's not gonna affect you. So, that's that's kind of my thing is, you know, know what you good at, and then run with it, and show why you what make why it's different, why, and then own the skill set, be really good at it, and yeah. then market the crap out of it. Just do you. That's how, I, like for me, I love speed, I love running fast. So everything you see me doing is as far as getting faster. Cause I know what it takes, you know. I, I run a four one and a forty, I run a ten one, and I know I can go sub ten in and a and hundred. So for me, it's just like I know what it takes to run fast. I do it. I live it, and it's something I'm passionate about. So I'm gonna show you what it takes. So anybody who want to get faster, I oh, think, watch him, because he do. You know, he can get fast, strong, pop. He he does it all. So yeah. I uh,
0: yeah. Wow. I think that's so important. I know. Like I try to use those same things where I was like one of the only snowboard athletes who was training. Like a lot of yeah. action sport athletes, they don't think it's cool to be in the gym. And so for me I was like, Okay, well, I'm really strong. And so that became my thing is like I'm a really strong snowboarder and where most people weren't in the gym, they weren't squatting, they weren't doing any of those things. And so I was able to then, you know, do stuff with training ski and snowboard athletes and and all that kind of stuff where people realized, like, I wasn't getting the same injuries that other people were because I was stronger or I was able to land different things if, if you know, my, my knees and my hips and everything could handle all those those landings from the big jumps. So um, I think that's, that's a huge tip for any athlete is to know what you're good at and then, like you said, like, go all in on it and share it. And that's a cool thing. Like, you can just be yourself. And because you're just documenting your process. Like you want to be yeah. the fastest and you're just documenting your whole process of being the fastest. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take that extra effort of having to create this whole new thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I think and that's I'm,
1: great. Yeah, you're not doing, you know I'm just doing me. You know, I'm not it's, it's no it's not nothing extra. I don't have to try to you know, I'm not being not being I'm just being me. This is something I I would do regardless if I was, you know, on social media or not. I'm always I'm just doing me, you know. It's not extra, so yeah. It's it fits me normal. I just even before I just always just was running, you know. Always you know filming myself, watching myself, understanding biomechanics all. That. And so then it's just like okay, I'm just. I, I love showing it. So for me, it's you know I give it. It's a gift for other people to see, and, and I'm helping people as well, but. I'm showing sure you know what what it takes.
0: So, that's awesome. No, I really like that. Um, uh, what do you think about the NCAA and the new rulings and how this is all going to play into that?
1: As far as like um, athletes getting paid.
0: Yeah, like and now they can use you know they can use social media and build their brand earlier.
1: I mean, I mean, I think a lot of them get their brand already built, you know, because it's just like oh, you know who this top. Is football player is or this and then you know everybody's searching and they're already getting branded through television anyways but now mm-hmm. they can be able to capitalize on their name and a gift and people just not use them just because you know these schools make all this money but you know there's like well we're taking care of you because you got a free education but hey I got live too I'm grown you know what I'm saying so you know it's, it's good for them as long as they you know be smart with their money and you know don't get overhead and them over held themselves and Continue to build their character, then the transition to when they get to whatever else. Or if they don't, then it'll it'll transfer over to the business stuff, stuff of life, and just whatever you get, just take advantage of it and 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 have good good character and and be wise and be smart whatever you do and use it to your advantage. You're right.
0: Yeah, I those are all great tips. So any young athletes coming up, definitely. Definitely follow along because yeah. he has some great advice there. Um, another question for you um, um, is: I have a few different mindset questions that people asked and and went in into, and one was: How do you calm your mind before a competition?
1: Uh, one thing about me, um, you know, the, the mind is the the, the most the thing that you got to con- train and control the most. It's everything, so. For me, every day I try to work on the mind, and even if I'm in a game where it's pressured or you get nervous and all this other stuff, I try to stay in the present. I think, you know, I don't try to worry about, you know, things that I can't control. Um, and I think I do everything I can, so when I'm ready, there's no doubt, there's no second guessing. You know, I worry. I'm, that's why I'm so big on the process, because I know that when I go into it, that I've done everything I can do. Now it's just about doing. So for me, I've, and if you do feel some type of way, what I do is, what you can do to to calm the nerves, or calm you know any thoughts is you you sh- you do either you go back and forth. So one arm goes this way, and the other arms go that way, or you go you bring you know your left arm goes back, and your right arm goes forward, and you do that at the same time. So this right. one's going back, and then the other one go. So and and, and it'll ease out. Everything like stuff will just go away, like it's crazy. Um, I've done that a couple times where it's like, dang, we got a feeling, or I felt overwhelmed, or whatever it is, and I just do that, and it just it sides away, it just withers away. Um, and that's one thing I forgot why. I mean, it's, it's something to do with the mind and the brain, um, right? But I do that, but I just listen to music, I just try to get in my zone. Um, a lot of people do a, a, a breathing. Breathing techniques, um, you know, relax your jaw, relax your face, relax your tongue, and you just inhale and exhale um, slowly and deeply, and you get into the right mind, the, the right uh, mind frame. So it kind of just subtle things. But for me, I just, I just personally, for me, I I make sure that I feel fast, and I make sure that my body feels good and I know that I've done everything in my process, so now it's time for game time. I'm already set. I'm already good. I took care of the mind, and everything else will just come. So then when I play, kickoff time, ain't no thinking. I just boom. I just do.
0: Awesome. No, I really like that. I think it's so important for things to just, you know, they kind of become automatic. And I yeah. think going back to the whole mindset thing and then the moving the arms and everything, I had um like a – I think she's kind of like a yoga in- – not a yoga instructor, but I was doing these private lessons with her to try to work on like, I'm terrible at sitting still and just recovering. And so I wanted a way to like relax and work on my mobility and my movement and like meditation be like at night. And how can I work on that? So I connected with this lady and she was telling me that a lot of what I do, especially now that I, I uh, train and compete in CrossFit is like very one direction. So it's like, everything's in front of you, repetitive, the same movement. So she was yeah. saying especially for that and even you know someone who say they're driving you're just looking this way try doing the movements where you're, you're turning your head just like you said with the arms and all those things where you're you're changing those patterns so you're actively like in the moment and you're breaking the yeah. normal pattern that you've been doing so yeah it's been interesting to see um yeah a lot of people share that same like they, they've given me that tip too and and you say the same thing. And so I think it's very important for people to take note where it doesn't have to be like to calm your mind before competition. It doesn't have to be like this whole, you know, you sit there and meditate or something like that. It can be movement based.
1: Yeah. So definitely move like the mind. Hold on. Let me so, uh, hold on. So one is like, especially if you feel, golly, oh, this one. So I go, so you go just like this, just across the body. So one just here, boom, boom, boom. And then the one I was telling you about where if you feel like any type of overwhelmed, nervous, or even if you're just angry, um, or you you just go like so one here, I got a bad shoulder right now. <laughs> so I go here, forward, and back, forward, and back, and do that. Whatever you're feeling, you could be anxious, you could be, you know, nervous. You could be mad and sad, and then you you'll find, it and it'll just it'll just go away. Like the feeling would just go away. So I like
0: that. It's little stuff. Try it's, it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can be nervous right before, and you just do that, and then it'll, it'll take your mind off of everything. And like it it will settle down. I've done that. Um But yeah, you just try to find different ways for, because I'm all about you know the mind and to make sure the mind is sharp and then you know finding any tools and any ways for me to make sure when it's time for showtime that I'm ready I'm all about being ready when it's time because you cannot I will not be caught slipping can't catch me slipping no 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 so I'm big on that man
0: I like that I like that a lot um so like you mentioned earlier if anyone who's just joining um you talked about he's he's working on an app and so I'm wondering what other business stuff that you've been involved in and um yeah, just motivate some of the athletes who might be on here who haven't really dived into business before. And
1: you know, I got a little um, – I'm invested into a restaurant in San Diego right by the border um, on the pier. It's a seafood um, restaurant called Blue Water. Done that. Um, now I'm trying to get about, uh, this healthy um, spot in Ohio. Um, nice. It's going to be – ooh, it's going to be dope.
0: Is that the um, picture? I think I saw it, it was yesterday or today. Uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So a building. So it's
1: it's two of them. I'm probably thinking about going there. Um, got to, the, the build out. Got to do how to build out and the layout and things like that. Um, but you know it's a franchise. But I know it be a banger here in the spot that where it's at, and it's in the suburbs. And it's oh my god, it would make a killing. Um, but that would do well. Um, this app thing I'm doing as well. So I'm just trying to put my hand in everything I can. And then try to set myself up when I'm done and and why I'm playing still. So it's always – you can't always, you know, be now because a lot of people, you never know what can happen, and then you want to make sure you're ready uh, at all costs. So that's what I'm about, and, you know, my mind has been everywhere. You know, I've been trying to think for the past eight years, a bunch of different things. Um, But, yeah, that's some stuff that I'm doing. I like
0: it. I like it because a lot of athletes – Like, like what you said at the whole start of this was how focused you have to be in your training, but people don't realize that you also need to put these things in place to be ready for the next thing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Cool. So I, how about you though? Yeah, I, uh, so actually I, I kind of did the same thing where I was starting doing some stuff before I retired. So I, um, I actually, I made a deal with my parents when I started. So I, I got on the national team when I was 17. And so when I started, they made an agreement that I had to go to school because snowboarding isn't like uh, other sports where there's NCAA or anything like that and so I said okay I'll start school and so I did it like one semester at a time and then I ended up transferring into an online university so I did my whole business degree at the same time as snowboarding and um, snowboarding there's so many injuries where you just end up sitting on the couch for a couple months you know because you crash and hurt your shoulder whatever so it gave me a really good opportunity of something to work on and like just be learning about while I was you know, just injured and not doing anything else. And I come from a very entrepreneurial family. We had different businesses. We used to make and sell agility ladders. So like all the the footwork drills and all that kind of stuff. Um, When I was like 10, we were making and selling them around the neighborhood to sport teams and different, different people. We put like ads up at the arenas and at the soccer fields and people would call us and we'd, we'd make them for $12, sell them for 25. I think Nike was trying to sell them for like $100 at the time. So we were just trying to like get the local market. I'll
1: be hustling. Well, I like yeah. that stuff, man.
0: <laughs> We were always doing stuff like that. I used to sell like gum at school, so so people didn't have to walk down, and I would just like all always random stuff, and um, yeah. So when I when I was snowboarding, some of my sponsors like noticed how I was able to use social of- media to market myself, how I like DM them to, you know, start the conversation and all that stuff. And so eventually one, one of my sponsors asked me if I could do all their social media. So I started with that. It was like a great hustle while I was on the national team because we don't make that much money. Like unless you're the top top in the world, yeah. uh, especially in snowboarding, it's, it's difficult. Like there's the people who are sponsored by Red Bull and anyone else yeah. is, is it's hard to, to make things yeah. work, especially with how expensive it is to travel and everything. So yeah, so I started that. And um, yeah, I had that going. And then when I ended up retiring, I uh, retiring sounds crazy, but I I had a lot of injuries. And I stopped snowboarding. And I just dove into that business full time. So I started doing marketing for different businesses, different things all the while also just helping athletes who reached out for me uh, for like help on how I got my sponsors and different things. So yeah, I've just always been into that, always building new things. I've I've done like a training app for uh, skiers and snowboarders because a lot of them don't train and it's so important for action sport athletes to be training even if it's, you know, home workouts, which is something I'm doing right now, or uh, like actually at the gym and getting stronger. I think that's so important for yeah. all athletes, not just sprinters, footballers, r- rugby players. I think, you know, action sport athletes should be taking notice because we're in one of the most injury prone sports and it's so easy to prevent it if we just were training. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've always been interested in business and looking at what's next was just something that was natural to me, not because of like this necessity of, okay, my, my career is coming to a close, but just because I've always been interested in business and I think it's the athlete mindset lends itself to business really well.
1: So what can you give to people like athletes that, you know, trying to, you know, um, either, you know, do something in the business world or or even taking advantage of even their marketability um and 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 trying to build a better platform or or trying to figure out, you know, things especially um outside of what they do.
0: Right. Yeah, so, like, I think the tips that you gave were really great when it When it relates back. I totally agree with that when building your personal brand and on social media where it's, like, you know, you find where you're unique. You do have to stand it out. Like, for me, I wasn't the so best in the world at snowboarding. I, yeah. you know, I was good, and I was on the national team, but I wasn't the top. But I was able to get some sponsors that some other athletes weren't able to because i knew like my worth i knew how to present value to them so you know a lot yeah. of people were going to these companies and saying hey i need money i need this and my yeah. thing was like hey i know how i can get your brand to tap into what i do so for me i was into strength and conditioning so i was able to get like um like supplement sponsors and protein sponsors and things like that who don't really sponsor snowboard athletes and be like hey yeah. i can get you guys into the snowboard market so that was like a that was a unique way I was able to do that. And what I recommend to athletes is, you know, focus on building relationships. When you have like the, I don't want to say like the clout, but the, the recognizability of being an athlete, whatever you do, there's that instant trust with people because they know that you're a hard worker. They know you're a hustler. They know you have that work ethic and that mindset. Yeah. And so you don't need to sell yourself as much. You can really just take advantage of those relationships and, um, make those relationships while you can so that after sport or within sport when you want to get the sponsorships you have those strong relationships built but it's it's about building the relationships first and not just asking and making asks from people it's you know you do have to build those connections
1: so what's so how would you build the relationship or keep it going so what's the like you you know a lot of people say okay they say something but okay what is that what does it take? You know, all oh, mm-hmm. stone. Okay, what do you what's the details to doing that? So yeah. when it comes I mean, a lot of people don't got the, the people skills or the or the mouthpiece to keep something going or understand okay what it takes because I think it takes one it really does take some intentionality, you know, to, to for anything and to keep anything because if not stuff would just fizzle away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But from your side, what is what is building relationship and, and keeping it like, what's the details to that?
0: Yeah, and I, I see that a lot with athletes where they get a sponsor and they hype it up for, like, a few months. And all of a sudden, yeah. like, everyone forgets that they were – they had that brand sponsor. They forgot about it and they moved on to the next one. So I think it's, you know, when you're making that first relationship, at least what I did when it came to reaching out on social media, was be – like, you know, always position yourself as – um like giving so you want to be in, yeah. a, in a position where you're giving something of value first for example you know I like to relate the business side of it to uh, a relationship if if someone came in to try to start a relationship and just said like hey I want you to do this and this and like I'm so cool and you should uh, hang out with me because I'm the coolest like it's it's probably not gonna be so good and so if you can come from a place of really focusing and paying attention and giving the attention yeah. to the other person, asking them what they're looking for. So asking, you know, you, you go up to a, a brand and you ask, what are you guys looking for in a way of an athlete? is What are you trying to accomplish? Does my brand align?
1: Yeah. Like just
0: asking those questions, I think, is, is the first stage. And whether that's through a DM or getting connected through a different athlete or through a connection with the company, whatever it is, like some people have agents, some people... You know, they don't, especially people in, in my sport coming up, they didn't have agents or anything like that. Yeah. So I think that's that's the key is just always listening to the other party. And you, you try to listen more than, than you talk and, and that you talk about yourself and put yourself first because in any sort of relationship, especially any brand deal, the brand is going to remember who you are and how you're going to re- represent them, not about yeah. like how you talk about yourself and how you're this this person, you know, they're going to see that through what you actually do, whether it's on the field or in play or what you post or whatever it is, but it's about like showing them respect and, you know, hearing their side out. And so I think, you know, making that initial reach out and not going for the sell right away, not selling yourself right away, just building that relationship, keeping it going and eventually realizing that that can then turn into something that's very profitable. Um, It's probably not going to be very profitable if right off the start you go in for, for an ask.
1: Damn, that's good
0: yeah that's that's that that's kind of what I learned to do and then I translated into doing it for for businesses and different things and it's it's been fun and, and exciting to see it especially because I know in a lot of sports like people have agents and they they have them do that for them but in my sport it was like you got to hustle for yourself you yeah, have to go yeah. out there and like ask people and you know there were some athletes who were making like GoFundMes and things and I was like no I I don't want to do that like I, I have something that I can offer as a, exchange, a fair exchange in value. I don't want people just to give me some, some money for me to try to make it to the Olympics. I think that, you know, there's ways I can get brands on board and, and people on board with what my overall mission is. And I actually, I, I started off and I got no's like when I was, I think I was like 14. I had only been two years into snowboarding and I was not good. And I was reaching out to local companies and saying, hey, like, you know, I'm a local snowboarder, whatever. And I had some of them say no, but because I told them what my goal was and they watched my progress for a year or two and saw that, you know, I was here and I wasn't ready for them to sponsor me, but all of a sudden I did talk my talk and I got to this level so quickly. They were like, okay. And they circled back. So I think it's also just knowing that you can keep those relationships open. They don't have to just close. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think we have maybe five more minutes because otherwise instagram's gonna cut us off it always cuts off in an hour um yeah it's always doing that um i have a few like quick fire questions if you're down for it yeah i'm down all right awesome what is your favorite sport movie rocky oh that's a good one uh what is your favorite quote
1: my favorite quote um touch your Dream, i run it. All right, all right.
0: Um, Who's the best athlete of all time?
1: Best athlete of all time. A tough one. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Ah, man. I don't know. That's a good question.
0: There's Damn. too many good ones, and I think no one plays every sport, know. so it's hard. Yeah. All right. Uh, What is your go-to food? And someone actually just asked about nutrition, so this is perfect.
1: Um cheeseburgers and fries.
0: <laughs> now they're gonna go and eat that instead of uh yeah, right after speed training. <laughs> um if you weren't an athlete, what would you be doing?
1: What would I be doing? Probably coaching. I wanted to be yeah. a teacher when I grew up, but probably uh check and field coach.
0: Awesome. And okay, this is the last one and if anyone else wants to like comment this, they can comment theirs too.
1: What is your favorite hype-up song? I'm weird, because I like R&B. Oh, but, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so I like R&B, but other than that, I listen to, ooh, Lil Baby My little Baby. <sighs> um, even such a distance thing right now that I like that song, but I like Lil Baby, though. He he, getting moved. You ever listen to Lil Baby? <laughs> you uh, a little know bit. Oh,
0: yeah, no, Lil I Baby do, I do. Either. Because the songs are on TikTok. I've I've seen the them like in the background of the the audio, yeah, yeah, but I don't yeah, know if hey, I
1: would name any songs. Yeah, you need to listen to some little baby, especially you when know, you're right. doing your little lifting and hey, he gets you move. Hey, you like R&B? Listen to Jacquees. Okay, you I'll do it. You know it who Jacquees out. is? J A C Q U E E S. You don't like R&B, huh? Uh, I
0: mean, you I like a country
1: girl, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. What you in that heavy metal? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you went to. <laughs> Is that what no, you went to? No, 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 no. I, I like to then? listen to uh, hip hop and rap. I went to um,
0: where did I go last? No, two summers ago, I went to uh, a no, little clan. baby, not the
1: baby. <laughs> Mom a hey, now my man need to get hip to the little baby. L I L B A B Y, not the baby. I like the baby too, but yeah. <laughs>
0: My snowboard song, my go to like at competitions, yes. was a remix of Fifty Cent In the Club. And it was just like because da the club. remix was like it was chill, but it was also yeah. like in the club was like gangster. And so yeah. when you're snowboarding, you wanna be like confident but also chill. Yeah. So it was perfect.
1: Yeah, it was you awesome. This man says some key sweat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen to Bobby ba- hey, my, I love Bobby Valentino too. Bobby ba- Hey, I'm gonna have to put you on to some music, yo. I hey, go to Pandora, put look
0: on my playlist. I'll put you all
1: right, a I'll check shine, it out. <laughs> shine. yeah. All right,
0: Instagram just told me we have 15 seconds, so yeah, that's annoying. Dang. Yeah. I'm jealous. But that's all right. Everybody, if anyone who's here and you as well, please send me good music. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me at Natalie Allport, and check out my website www.natalieallport.com. Thank you for tuning in.